This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to start Romans chapter 4. And Paul is having a discussion with some Jews who they, they may become a little bit of pride prideful they're, they they they've gotten a little pride built up in their hearts and and they're kind of like boasting because they're Jews and so Paul's going to have this discussion with them or he is having a discussion with them that hey being a Jew is not enough being uh circumcised with uh, under that old covenant is not enough following the law it's not enough doing enough works there's not enough works that you can do to have a right relationship with God he says it, it, it's all about faith in Jesus Christ so I want to dig into chapter Chapter four, because Paul's going to continue this discussion with the Jews, and he says in verses one through eight, he says Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the Scriptures tell us Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith—not his works, but his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy, David says, for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who record the Lord has for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now we're introduced to this man, Abraham. Uh, He was first called Abram at the end of Genesis 11 when uh, it is written, One day Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and his grandson Lot, his son Haran's child, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of Canaan, but they stopped at Haran and settled there. So Terah's going to settle in this uh, pagan land. Um, and it says Terah lived there for 205 years and died while still in Haran. And so in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, God's going to show up to Abram, and he's going to have a conversation with him, and he's going to make all these promises to him. And he says, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I'm going to show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Notice that's all in the future. That's all in future tense. God comes to Abram. Abraham, and he says, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make you all these promises. I'm going to take you to a land. But, you know, I'm not going to tell you where it is. I'm going to show you where it is. You're going to have to follow me. I'm going to lead you there. And when you get there, I will let you know. And so Abraham, before he ever took the first step, he had to make a decision 
who is this God? He's asking me to leave my family. He's asking me to, to leave my father's bones here. And he's asking me to leave all everything that I'm comfortable with, my comfort zone. And he wants me to gather up my wife and, and my nephew and, and go to this land that I don't even know where we're going to go. I don't even know who this God is. And he's asking me to, to follow him, to trust him. And he's going to lead me to this land. And, and I'm going to be a great nation. I'm 75 years old. I mean, how, how's this even going to happen? And so the question I have is this, which came first, Abraham's faith or Abraham's works? Well, obviously, it's his faith, because if he didn't believe God, he would have never, never gathered all of his belongings, his family, and packed them up and then left for a, a, a promised land that, that, that he doesn't even know where he's going. He's just going to have to trust this God to get him there. And when he gets there, God's going to say, hey, here's your promised land. You know, to me, if if I was Abraham, I would say this sounds absurd. This is crazy. I, I'm comfortable here. My family is here. Everything that I know is right here in Ur, in the land of the Chaldeans. But but that's not what Abraham did. Abraham believed God. He had faith in God. And I guarantee you, if he didn't have faith in God, he would have never, in Genesis 12, cut off the most painful part of his body on the uh, the tip of his male genitals that foreskin and made that covenant with god and god says you know what if, if, if everybody that is to be of your race is to have this circumcision done and if they choose not to have this circumcision done then i don't have any part of them and they don't have any part of me and so you had to be circumcised to be a jew and this would go on for thousands and thousands of years which is why the jews had such an issue when Jesus comes along and says, this is my body which is broken for you. This is my blood which is shed for you. This is the new covenant, my sacrifice that I am making on your behalf. They have had the law. They have had the covenant with Abraham that God made with Abraham. They have had this for hundreds and thousands of years. They have sacrificed millions of animals for the, the shedding, the, the, the covering of their sin. And, and all of these days of atonement, year after year after year, and then Jesus comes along and says, I've got this new covenant, and you got Paul out here teaching and preaching uh, that Jesus is the way, and you no longer have to be circumcised to be saved. And that's what he's going to get into here in chapter 4. He, he was saying Abraham is the perfect example because before Abraham ever had the first work, before he ever packed up his stuff and, and, and started heading toward the land of promise, he had faith. He had faith in God. And Paul makes that clear that there isn't anything that Abram, Abraham couldn't or, or could do that would have earned him credit with God except believe God, to have faith in God and to put his trust in him. And that's exactly what Abraham did. In verse 3, the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of not his works but of his faith and so paul uses paul then uses the example of someone who works for a paycheck and paul would know exactly what he's talking about because paul worked for a paycheck he did not rely on churches yes there were churches that helped him from time to time with money and clothing and food and things like that but he he was a tent maker he he would take his own hands and he would get material and he would make tents and he would sell tents to support himself as he was going around on these missionary journeys. 
much like what we do today. We work a job. We sit down with our employer in an interview, and the employer says, you're going to work 40 to 60 hours, or you're going to get paid $10 an hour, $15 an hour, $20 an hour, and if you work 40 hours a week, you're going to make this amount of money. And it's not because you know we have faith in our employer. No, it's because we worked for that money, and we earned that wage and and with God God doesn't pay wages he gives grace and mercy and compassion and things like that so this is what Paul says in verse 4 when people work their wages are not a gift but something they have earned God's salvation is a gift that's what Paul says in another part of the book of Romans um, but people are counted as righteous not because of their work but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who re, uh, whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. I just want to reread that for emphasis here. That we are, are, are accounted uh, as a right relationship with God through our faith and not of works. Think about those people that Jesus healed and forgave their sin when he was walking on this earth. Many times, people, just think of the dead people that Jesus raised. Those people didn't have any faith. They didn't, they didn't have, they, they couldn't do any works. But there were people who would have been praying for these people and they sought Jesus out and Jesus saw their faith, not their works. They could have done all the works they could do and it would have not have been enough to convince Jesus to heal these people or to raise them from the dead. Jesus, every time he healed somebody, he would say, because of your faith. He never said not one time, because of your works. Oh, you did enough works now. You've earned the right to be healed. You've earned the right to be raised from the dead. No, it's because of your faith. It's because of your friend's faith. It's because of your father's faith, your mother's faith. It's all because of faith in Christ Jesus that he will do and can do exactly what he says he will do over and over and over again Jesus would say your faith has made you whole not one single time did he say you've done enough works your your works it, it, it has been enough and you're gonna be healed no it was by faith and so Paul is talking to these Jews and he's talking about salvation in Christ and this right having this right relationship with God and he says uh, who, who is this ble blessings for? Is it for you Jews only because you, you're circumcised and you have the law and, and, and you, you work and uh, you do these works for God and, and you make these sacrifices? So since you're God's chosen people, are you the only ones who get these blessings of God? Or is it for the Gentiles also who are uncircumcised? And this is what he says in verses 9 through 12. He says, Now... Is this blessing only for the Jews, or is it also for the uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised, or was it before he was circumcised? And Paul answers his own question. He says, clearly God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith, 
but not have not been circumcised. Talk about the Gentiles, the uncircumcised Gentiles. They are accounted as righteous because of their faith, not their works, not circumcision, but because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised. Talking about the Jews. But only, not because they've been circumcised, but only if they had the same kind of faith their father Abraham had before he was circumcised. And, and this was the problem with the religious leaders. They didn't have that kind of faith. They were totally all into works. They thought they could work their way into a right relationship with God. And they were teaching the Jewish people to do the same thing. And Paul's coming along and saying, hey, it's not by works. It's not by the law. It's not by circumcision that your heart is made right with God. It is through faith in Jesus Christ. And this will be very, very difficult for the Jews because it's been this way since Genesis 12. It's been this way for hundreds and thousands of years. And Jesus comes along and says, I've established a new covenant. It's in my body. It's through the blood that I've shed on the cross. And you have to put your faith and your trust in me and not in yourselves that you can't do enough works you can't make enough sacrifices you that that circumcision that old covenant that was made with abraham it does not make you right with god it's only through the blood that i shed on the cross is what jesus said and that's paul's message and and this would cost him a lot of pain because they would chase him from city to city the jews would and try to kill him one time they you know they would beat him they would flog him they at one time they stoned him and he he died and said he was caught up into the third heaven but he never claims it being him but most scholars say that he was talking about himself and and this was such an issue that when when paul met this young man named timothy uh Timothy's dad was a Greek. His mom was a Jew. But everybody in that area knew Timothy and his family and what kind of people they were. And so Paul, uh, even though he says the Gentiles don't have to be uh, circumcised, he had Timothy circumcised because he knew uh, they've they've had this uh this issue going on the 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 apostles have met in a council and in, in i believe it's acts chapter 16 or acts chapter chapter 17 they come up with three things uh the, you know abstain from uh blood abstain from meat sacrifice to idols and uh, and and you don't have to be circumcised to follow jesus i believe that's the three you can go back and and, and check that out on your own time um but Paul has Timothy circumcised because he knew this was going to be a struggle if Timothy was to go before the Jews in these synagogues, which Paul would often visit a synagogue when he first came into a city. He knew he had a captive audience with the Jews there. And, and the Jews, if they knew Timothy, he, they knew that his dad was a Greek, which would make him a Gentile. And so they would check, literally check, to see if, if Timothy was circumcised because uh, that's what Jews did. If you wanted to get into the temple, you had to raise up your skirt there, and, and, you know, your your clothing, and show them you've been circumcised, or you're not getting into the temple. And they're not going to listen to one word that Timothy has to say or Paul if, if Timothy was not circumcised. And, and, and so Paul has Timothy circumcised, and it says that they went from town to town instructing the believers to follow the decisions made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in their faith and grew larger every day. So since Paul had Timothy circumcised, see, he was able to minister to those local Jews. Um, he broke down every barrier that would arise because he had Timothy circumcised. And like I said, the, the Jews did check on that. And if you weren't circumcised, they're not going to listen. 
Um, but like it or not, the Jews were going to have that they were going to have to accept the fact that God accepts all men, all women, whether Jew or Gentile, circumcised or not circumcised. And that's why Paul says, So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. In other words, this blessing, this salvation, it belongs to the Jews, not because you're circumcised, not because of this covenant God made with Abraham, not because of the law, not because of the works that you do because of the law, trying to follow the law, but because you have faith in Christ. But it also belongs to these uncircumcised Gentiles because they too, they also have faith in Christ Jesus. And because they have put their faith in Christ, then they have the blessings of God. They belong to God because they have accepted the sacrifice that Jesus has made on the cross and they're living for Christ. So as we end today's podcast, we're going to dive much deeper into this in the next podcast in part two of chapter four. But I want to ask you a question. And the question is this, do you have faith? Have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? It, it, it doesn't matter how much work you do. You can't work your way into heaven. The only way we can go to heaven is to put our faith in what Jesus has done for us on Calvary, on the cross, and to put our faith and trust in that empty tomb. And, and when we put our faith in Christ and we're obedient, we're baptized for the remission of our sins, then we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the promise that is given to us in Acts chapter 2, verses 37 through 41. And we begin our walk with Christ through faith. But without Jesus, we're lost and we're undone. And if, if I can help you in any way to point you to Jesus, ask answer any questions that you might have, please contact me at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com or you can text me at the phone number at the end of this podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for sharing the Grounded Podcast with your friends and family and coworkers. Because when you share the Grounded Podcast, you are sharing Jesus and giving people the opportunity to put their faith and their trust in Him. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grounded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.